Hello and welcome to this podcast brought to you by Argus Media, a leading independent provider of energy and commodity pricing information. In this episode of Metal Movers, we'll be discussing China's granting of customs clearance on coal cargoes and the impact on U.S. coking coal prices. My name is Siu Hua Xie, Europe Editor for Argus Ferris Markets at Argus Media, and I'm joined by my colleague Brendan Schauberg Motten, our coking coal reporter at Argus Media. So it's been just over a year since China had imposed an informal ban on Australian coals, and since then Chinese mills have turned to the U.S., Canada, and increasingly Russia as alternative supply sources. So this has, of course, resulted in U.S. coking coal prices reaching never seen before highs. With the average price of the Argus Assess U.S. low vol coal in the last six months at around $255 FOB, more than double the price it was in the six months preceding the ban in October last year. The premium hard coking coal FOB Australia price fell to its lowest since July 2016 at 98.75 in late November last year. But supply tightness in Australia and strong demand from the rest of Asia has meant that actually the FOB Australia price um, has has maintained its strength over the course of this year and consistently hit record highs alongside the U.S. prices. And much like Australia, where supply tightness has limited the downside in FOB prices despite the absence of Chinese demand, US coking coal is in short supply. And although historically high prices are providing plenty of incentive for miners to raise output, some have not been able to do so, or not significantly. Um, And the US coal industry is faced with labour shortages on the production and the transport side as well as a more hostile environment in terms of investment. And while miners have largely managed to raise output significantly since last year, when production was wound down swiftly in response to COVID-19, in many cases they're producing significantly less than in 2019. Still, I I think we're still, you know, there are still some encouraging signs among larger U.S. miners with the financial muscle to expand capacity. Um, Guys like Arch, Console, Alpha, and actually today Peabody, which has um, announced plans to restart its Shoal Creek coking coal mine. Um, So they'll start producing high volts next year and then premium hard coking coal in 2023. But um, Back to China. So late last week, China eased its, um, its stance on Australian coal, mostly because of the the high pressure on its coal-fired power generation capacity ahead of the winter. So China started to clear Australian coal that was discharged at Chinese ports. And while this largely affects thermal coal, the move will likely free up about four to five million tonnes of coking coal. Still, these cargoes um, that qualify for discharging are are very much restricted to the ones that entered the customs system prior to October last year. The amount of coking coal to be released equates to roughly a month of China's consumption of these types of coals. Um, And US supply is already looking tight for the first quarter. So there's room for these coals to be consumed 
without exerting significant downward pressure on US prices. Suppliers do expect the decision to prevent any price increases any price increases in the near future. Um, but as mentioned, prices are already at record highs. And as a standalone event, this won't change the supply demand balance. And these cargoes will di- will go directly to end users. So in effect, they have been taken out of the market because from time to time in recent months, um, mills outside of China have turned to resold stranded cargoes. So if anything, this decision might lend support to the to the FOB Australia market. So it should also be noted in the past year that while there are market room, there were you know consistently market rumours that China may ease restrictions on Australian coals every few weeks. Um, we do see major producers such as BHP expecting this informal ban to last for you know a few years at least. So how are prices likely to respond? Um, we're essentially still in a high price environment with FOB Australia over $400 at the start of November and premium low vol coal available from the US and Canada. The, the tier one CFR China price is currently assessed at over $610 per tonne, um, putting the equivalent sort of US, FOB US price at around just under $550. So I would say that US miners are still very confident going into the first quarter. And also as they start next year's um, term contract discussions with Euro- European mills. And, and more importantly, we have to remember that China's decision to discharge cargoes this time is is driven by its power generation needs and coking calls just happen to be a beneficiary. Yeah. And U.S. supply remains fundamentally tight, and this has been indicated by um, the fact that recent requirements for November loadings of U.S. coke and coal have been met by offers for late December or January, and spot availability is largely limited to to January or later now. Ongoing rail shortfalls in the U.S. will limit the miners' ability to offer tonnes, and one major producer has indicated that much of the first quarter will be spent focusing on making up for delayed rail shipments to domestic mills. As far as prices are concerned, it's worth remembering that last week, before Chinese restrictions were eased, US premium low vol coals were being offered in the 620s CFR China, um, which was another $10 above the latest deals. Um, so, this would indicate that miners fundamentally see room for more upside. In Russia, railways have been a major bottleneck this whole year, um, largely because increased demand from China caused an abrupt change in transport flows, which led to a shortage of rail cars that has caught many suppliers out. Russian suppliers are struggling to meet contract obligations into Europe, and spot offers into China are very limited. The onset of winter, of course, will only exacerbate the shortage, so little improvement in supply can be expected in the next few months. In China, production was halted at at least 60 coal mines in the Shaanxi province earlier this month following heavy rainfall, while repeated surges in COVID-19 cases in Mongolia this year have limited China's Mongolian imports. 
And the acute shortage of thermal coal has led now to some lower grades of coke and coal being used for power generation. So China's supply squeeze can be expected to continue in the foreseeable future. So overall, we're we're still likely to see a bullish coke and coal market, at least for the first half of next year. And with supply continuing to be tight, um, a significant floor still remains for U.S. coal. Chinese buyers have also, in the last year, adjusted their consumption and will probably continue to look to the U.S. as a key supplier going forward. We already see this for a number of U.S. miners that are in discussions with Chinese mills for longer term supply arrangements next year, too. Um, So, that's it from us today. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please tune into other episodes to learn about the metals market. And for more information about coking coal, please visit argusmedia.com. Mm-hmm.